Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafried. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Uh, I am Eric Branson, and with me, as always, is my co-host and friend, Joe Peterson. Hey everybody, how's it going, Eric? It's going good. You, uh, are you are you are you <laughs> feeling better since we're recording uh, I, all of these episodes at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I am feeling better. I I actually have been over it for a week. It was um, my my son getting sick and keeping me up the entire night last night that was uh, is the issue for me today. So I'm just sleep deprived, and then of course I'm ingenious and decide to you know have a couple of alcoholic beverages on top of being sleep deprived. So now I'm just you know in this kind of other world but so far so good my my you know i i'm able to keep talking at this point and i um yeah so i'm i'm really hoping through that i avoid the 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 plagues that are going around last year oh man it seems terrible this year and i mentioned last year that i was you know everybody in the house was sick between you know christmas and new year's but another thing that happened last year on campus actually is uh there was an outbreak in the dorms of norovirus Oh god! And yeah. I mean, we it, it was right at the end of the semester, and uh, it was it was incredible. They actually brought in cleaning crews and stuff, and we were getting updates from the CDC every day in our email. Jeez! Oh, I mean, there were there were well over a thousand cases of. of so you're not you, you're not fucking around. It was like legitimately an outbreak. Like they had. A, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, there was guys like in hazmat suits. Health and department. Body, yeah, piles health. of bodies burning and everything. Right. I mean. Yeah, they were dead. They were just all messed up. All messed up. <laughs> but no, it was you know it, it was really really kind of freakish like i walk into the classroom and all of a sudden there's like bottles of purell everywhere which is like that doesn't work on norovirus um there were bleach <laughs> wipes and so we had to wipe down the tables and all of like the rock and mineral and fossil specimens with bleach wipes after students used them um wow. it was it was pretty crazy because i was like i do not want to uh get that so mm-hmm. i'm hoping we've got one more week uh until final then it finals week is next week and i'm hoping i can get through that without coming into contact with anybody so yeah, without having to spend an entire night you know puking your guts out and you know as they say amongst, it, amongst other unmentionable yeah as awful they say things in that come with Monty, that kind of sickness as they say in monty python opening up the sluices at both ends trying to avoid <laughs> that so yeah but uh yeah it is not fun if you can Obviously, everybody tries to avoid that. I, I think, but but you know what is fun? Yet to meet somebody, you know, and then 
I'm sure there's are there out there that's like, man, I love getting food poisoning or whatever, you know, like yeah. this. Not fun, but you know what is fun? What's that? Going to the mall. Oh yeah. And the movie we're gonna talk we're about going tonight. To the mall. It's about a mall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Dawn of the Dead. No. So, though you yeah. can definitely see the inspiration in it though. <laughs> so let's uh, you know, quick guessing game if it's not Dawn of the Dead. And it's about a shopping mall, and we're covering it on this show. You probably already know that tonight's film that we're going to talk about is the 1986 Jim Wornoski film, Chopping Mall. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. They're dead meat. But you're never alone in the chopping mall. That robot life. Shopping mall. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. This is another one where I, I saw the video cassette box at the video store, and I yes. never picked it up. I never picked it up, and so I, I missed I out this all one. those years. And oh my! I remember this one being God. on the show. Like I can, yeah. you know, visualize that poster or the the movie box poster, whatever. Same image, but yeah, that is. Um, when I remember being there, and I obviously never saw it either. My excuse, as always, is I, you know, wasn't allowed to bring stuff like that home. But mm-hmm. I never even. Um, this has been a relatively recent one for me. I got a like box set of all the uh, Lionsgate. Is it Lionsgate? Yeah, I believe Lionsgate acquired all the old the rights to the old, a lot of the old Vestron video titles, and um, this being one of them, they released a like uh, eight movie box set that had, uh, you know, eight of those Vestron video horror slash sci-fi movies. And this was one of them. Um, probably my second favorite one in the eight movie box. First favorite being Waxwork is in there. So, oh, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, so. yeah, this one was a real surprise for me. Uh, so to, to pretty much explain the plot to anybody who hasn't seen this gem, uh, the story focuses on three security robots turned rogue and killing teenaged employees <laughs> inside of a shopping mall after dark. This has every 80s horror trope in yes, it. Yes, it does. It's got shopping mall. It's got <laughs> um, teenagers that are clearly in their late 20s um, yep. having having you know lots of sex and drugs. We just and exist stuff, to just, party. Just <laughs> party and stuff. It's got killer robots. And it's it's also got you know apparently supposed teenagers that are surprisingly good with firearms and explosives. Um, <laughs> it's got gratuitous nudity that for yeah. absolutely no reason. It just it, it's it's got some great head explosions. It's got people on fire. <laughs> it's got everything. This, this movie, what it has in abundance, is just fun. I think like it is oh, just yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, Movies like this are always a pleasure because it is the epitome of turn the brain off, turn the tube on kind of entertainment. Um, 
maybe that's not your thing, but every once in a while, that's just, you know, it's just fun to sit down and kind of. I, waste I love the robots hours. in this too. The, yeah, actually, the robots are not bad. Um, yeah, the, they're the protector one entering second <laughs> floor. You know, the I kill mean, bots. They're not good either, but they they you know they get the job done. And I I, I remember my reaction to the first time. Uh, you see one of these robots like really in action like there there's you know like in any horror movie especially 80s movies that kind of it kind of plays a little bit like a slasher where the first few victims you don't see a whole lot of what happens you see the robot turn on you see a claw you see some blood um but about halfway through the film you actually get to look at one of these things like in action it's like you know cruising through the mall and this fucking thing actually starts shooting laser beams out yeah, at some of these like no it's like out of nowhere. shooting lasers which i did not realize it could do you know it was like strangling people with its claw and stuff like that prior to that um you know dismembering people slitting necks um but and i'm like oh well, it could shoot lasers <laughs> and, 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 uh, and the lasers are so which, inconsistent point, it's hilarious like you, It'll shoot you in the ass, and it just burns. It shoots you in the head, and it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, but by the point this comes about, like, in this movie, you, you've you've already been speaking this movie's language for long enough, where you're just like, whoa, it, you know, it, it fucking shoots lasers. Okay, cool. Like, and that's, you know, you're just... Well, uh, and I loved the, the opening of the film, too, which is, like, a whole bunch of mall employees and, and stuff sitting around getting this demonstration from the company that's, that's produced these three robots because it pretty much it's one of those things you know like let's just forget exposition let's just explain everything you need to know because it's going to be important later you know so it's it's kind of done in this demonstration thing like they can shoot this and they can do this they can't go into the stores and this is you know they have to see your pass card and it just like explains everything to set up this very delicate tedious story (laughs) Um, well, and like you can tell as they're running down through that, and you you know if you're you know what you're in for, kind of you're like, well, that's going to be a scene. We're going to deal with that, and we're going to exactly, deal with this and, exactly. You know, but yeah. that's okay. I mean, oh yeah, it's just like it, um, it was a lot of fun. But it's like as soon as that opening scene started, I was like, oh, we're going to see this shit later, because <laughs> it doesn't even really hide it. I mean, you can say you can tell they're having a lot of fun making this. The movie is a lot of fun. I mean, it's actually kind of. It's actually classified in some places as a science fiction comedy horror. Yep, and that's the way I think Wikipedia describes yeah. it. I'm not sure where they got... I mean, I suppose robots being the premise that makes it kind of science fiction. I would say it's comedy horror, really, but well, whatever. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that description. Um, so, Chopping Mall was produced for Vestron Video mm-hmm. by... Um, one of Roger Corman's companies. So I don't know if it was New World or... I had it here. Yeah. Because I know it was um, actually produced by Julie on... Corman, his wife. Was yeah, the one who so his it. wife, it was one of her films, and she hired uh, Jim Warnowski, first-time director on this film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So yeah, it, it's coming from the Corman machine is really where I was going with that. Um and I, I feel like it bears a lot of familiar things once you realize that it's, you know, from uh, that at least what, what Corman, his productions are up to at this period of time in his career. Um, it's not that, you know, everything he's doing is, you know, um, 
tits and robots or whatever, but in general, he's making cinema that is maybe pushing the envelope a little bit, but also uh, effective, cheap cinema, monster movies, uh, straight to video, basically mining the video market as well. So anyway, not a good history lesson on it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's been, uh, I mean, Wynorski's done a ton of films, and they're all these low oh, yeah. budget. Yep. I mean, he did, um, uh, oh God, where do you even start? I mean, he did. he's done, obviously, Chopping Mall, but then he's, you know, he's also done things like uh, Sorority House Massacre 2 and Return of the Swamp Thing, and, um, and he's done a lot of these kind of parodies oh yeah so like the 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 sex parodies so instead of cloverfield he did cleavage field and the bear wench (laughs) project paranockers activity and all that yeah you know dino croc versus super gator and piranaconda i mean he he does all of these just right which films like he's i would guess pretty much all of his filmography is probably um somehow related to roger corman production company as Mm -hmm. well like most of that stuff is i think even down to the sci-fi you know giant gator movies and stuff like that i think corman's got a hand in a lot of those as well yeah actually Um, and i think so i think i said something about it being his debut chopping mall and it wasn't he did direct another film under corman uh the lost empire if anyone's familiar with that i'm familiar with it by name but yeah so he's uh he's certainly in um a quote-unquote household name if you're into like american b cinema or cult cinema he's a very prolific director um not that everything he's directed is you know some high quality although i would argue this is this is a gem for sure so yeah i mean he um he's he's directed some of my favorite creature films that i love to hate you know like i mentioned dino croc versus super gator but also like komodo versus cobra and raptor and project viper and all these he does a lot of (laughs) sci-fi films and surprised that the guy is still he's still active he's still making movies yeah um yeah i I was also looking up some of the other parody films which are always you know like like i mentioned the bear wench project he did these sex parodies (laughs) also includes um the breastford wives house on hooter hill (laughs) the devil wears nada (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my favorite title the hills have thighs <laughs> oh man i hadn't heard of some of those are even better than the you know bear wench project which i had heard yeah. of i so, i have not seen any of these movies i swear um i assume that they are you know 80s style i know they're newer movies but 80s style sex comedies and not you know actual adult films i think people get no. those things mixed up sometimes because you always hear like the porn name for something would be da 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 and they're making jokes about yeah that you know 90 percent of the time when people do something like that whether it's a quote-unquote you know like triple x adult film or not um usually they're not but more like soft core whatever you want to call it but they are com- i mean they're sex comedy films they're not really i don't know anyway yeah no, i, I people, agree people yeah. get the the major you know get confused by those things sometimes i think in i don't know anyway yeah this... maybe someday we'll do a show and examine the uh 
fine fine art of the bear yeah, wench project the bear wench and, uh, you know <laughs> i'm gonna have, i'm gonna <laughs> hooter hill and i'm gonna have to track down the hills have thighs um that would be i mean wow. in, in the age of amazon man it's 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 two days of prime away from you so well there's a bunch of those other roku stations that just put up schlock horror yeah, that's that true can, these are probably all on there by the way i so. wouldn't be surprised but yeah, I mean, overall, this, this anyway, movie has kind of your basic... Yeah, by the chopping mall. This one has kind of all of your basic tropes of, of your typical 80s horror films. You know, you've got, like, even the characters, there's always the one, you know, they're, they're paired off with guys and girls, and there's, like, the one nerdy ones that don't have sex and don't drink, and they're not partying. They're just hanging out watching TV while the other yeah, characters I, are screwing on display mattresses right behind them and like nobody literally right behind in the same like room um yeah i don't know like it's 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 a cookie cutter um premise or setup like we're just gonna take these you know obnoxious partying teens that are in every 80s horror movie they don't need to have a whole lot of character development or whatever. I did find it interesting that instead of just having a quote-unquote final girl, you know, the girl that is the nerdy virgin, yeah, this this actually had a male equivalent as well, and and ver- played that very um like like he's he's definitely her like equivalent throughout the film, and uh, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I just found it interesting that they they, they used a, a male and it wasn't instead of it's a, there's both a male both and them, female. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, there's a, so. the surviving the final couple in this case. One <laughs> thing you know that that it also dawned on me is you know so this came out in '86. I I was born in '81, so I don't have a ton of memories of '86, right? Um, right. But I do have early memories of like the mall in the late '80s, so not much longer than this, and. There were mm-hmm. there were four shopping malls in Rockford when we were growing up. I don't yep. remember one, and somebody if somebody corrects me, I stand corrected. But I don't remember a single one of them having a huge gun store in them, <laughs> which seems to be a thing <laughs> no, in a I lot of eighties mall movies. Is like, oh yeah, there's the Galleria and there's the, you know the food court and you know there's a Cinnabon and then there's the fucking gun shop that's got everything. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just—I mean, it works in these kind of films. You know, they did it in Dawn of the Dead, and I'm sure that's all this was. Is oh, they did it in Dawn, so let's do it here too, because there's a lot. This is essentially Dawn of the Dead with the robots, you know. But it's uh, I mean, there's there's some weird things thrown in here too, like how when the the robots become active, how the mall goes into this lockdown, mm-hmm. and there's like no way that they're gonna get it open. It's like what nobody's gonna come the next day. <laughs> well, and I think I think the mall went into like an overnight security lockdown. So there's like a time that they had to like be out or they had to stay until morning. So like it locked down at like oh, I don't know if it was 11 p.m. or whatever, but it locked down. They weren't getting out until morning. So they were stuck in there with these, you know, malfunctioning crazy robots. Yeah. Um which just like, so, you know, hide somewhere and just keep quiet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially the original rules are put forward in the movie that they can't enter the stores, and I was like, well, you just, you know, hang out in the store. But, I mean, they eventually, since they're, you know, off their programming, they they break that rule, but... Yeah. Yeah, these, the, the robots, too, we mentioned before, like, all of a sudden, oh, they can shoot lasers. They are kind of Swiss Army robots. Like, they just kind of, throughout the they entire are. movie, keep <laughs> showing, like, oh, now they have plasma torches to cut through things, because... <laughs> they do all kinds of things that you would never need a security robot to do, but hey, what, yeah. 
whatever. It's... Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's fun to point those out when you see those. I mean, I re- I remember particularly seeing that in the, uh, which is one we should review just for fun sometime. Is the uh, the nineties movie Armageddon, the asteroid movie yeah. with with Ben oh, Affleck yeah. and Bruce Willis. You know, when they land on the asteroid and they've got that kind of space rover with them, and it's got a machine gun on the top. Because why? Why do you need a machine gun in space? <laughs> you know, so for Steve Buscemi to go crazy. Um, because, yeah, because Michael Bay directed the movie. Exactly. And in this case, it's like the robots just keep coming up with new... They're almost like like angry R2-D2s. You know, they just keep pulling out new tricks they can do. Yeah, but, that's exactly. Um, this movie is, like, totally chock full of references to other movies and um literally the set decoration in like probably 90 percent of the sets is posters from other roger corman productions yeah and um yeah i did there's just like little things i did uh, dick miller shows up obviously and uh barbara crampton actually is in this movie and i don't think at this point in 1986 that she's like an in joke yet this is only like the sixth or seventh movie she's she's been in but she did reanimate her prior to this mm. um but those are two like big time like cult horror actors that will you know pop up in things dick miller especially he's uh him and you know in corman movies for sure mm-hmm. um i haven't seen that documentary supposedly it's really great uh, um have you you haven't happened to see that did you the that guy dick miller oh um, yeah yeah the, yeah yeah, I mean, I, I noticed him right away. He's he's so <laughs> yeah. such a classic. I also looked up and realized that this film came out uh, the same year that another extremely popular sci-fi comedy came out with robots called Short Circuit. Ah, yeah, yeah, which is something we've also talked about reviewing Short Circuit and its sequel on the show at some time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so '86 was. Uh, what do they say? 81, 82 were like the years of the werewolf. We had a lot of werewolf films. And I guess 1986 is when you have all your robot films in the 80s. But yeah, um, but yeah this one uh, in particular, uh, you can see the... I don't think it's any coincidence they're kind of trying to... Because Chopping Mall seems to be a, a bit of a quick thrown-together film. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I yeah, have to wonder sure. if, it, if it had something to and... do with the projection of how successful Short Circuit was going to be. Yeah, I, I potentially. I know that the whole film was written based upon Julie Corman securing the, a location. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I got permission to shoot, or I got a line on how we could shoot a movie in a shopping mall, um, write a movie for a shopping mall, and you could direct it. <laughs> essentially, from what I read, is that's how this came to be. And then so um, Jim Wernoski and Steve Mitchell, as the other writer, sat down and actually you know came up with this idea based on hey, we have a mall, write a movie for it. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's kind of the way they were working at that time. And also, I, I mean, definitely Roger and Julie Corman are very aware of the trends or what's going on in Hollywood. The way we kind of talked a few weeks ago about Charles Band being able to, you know, being one of those people, being able to kind of like feel the pulse of Hollywood and figure out what was going to go, you know, what he could rip off essentially and, and sell in the straight-to-video yeah. market. They were doing the exact same thing here. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, a big-budget movie like Short Circuit coming out didn't form, you know, that that decision to make this a, a, a film about killer robots. Yeah. Um, according to what I read, that was, uh, you know, Jim Warnowski idea about the, it being security robots. 
the mall was all that she really came to him with, but who knows? I don't know. That's just basically, you know, from the Wikipedia article at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting movie because it has a lot of, like we talked about earlier, the tropes and cliches of the eighties slasher movie, but it's not really a slasher movie because it's about robots. But then again, it is kind of a slasher movie because the robots do things like <laughs> the the slashers do in those movies, especially in the earlier parts of it. We talked about how eventually, you know, they start shooting lasers and acting more like robots. But in the early part of it, they, they kind of creep up on people and, you know, choke them or, you know, slit their throat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a, it, interesting in its distinction because it's it's kind of it's a one-of-a-kind robot slasher movie i'm not familiar with something else that's kind of set up that way i'm sure it exists because it's an idea that you know seems just bonkers enough to work but um sure yeah it has some like really excellent special effects at points and then others are kind of so-so there is that uh, kind of pricelessly classic head explosion, like you were talking about yeah. the laser. <laughs> like, uh, I don't remember the, the, the girl's name, um, but one of the female characters who uh, gets her head blown off. So, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, well, and I want to mention too... Great, the great of, effect, of, one of the better... Of all of the cast in this movie, I mean, we mentioned Dick Miller. He's got a, a short, or a, you know, kind of a, a quick, a quick, almost yeah. glorified cameo in this, but Barbara Crampton. Yeah, is in this yeah. too. Uh, you know, so if if you're not familiar with the name, she was the female lead in the classic film Reanimator. Uh, she also used to be on some soap operas, I believe, prior to that. Uh, Days of Our Lives, I think, was her mm-hmm. big one in uh, 1983. Um, another thing too, I, I just I did a quick search uh, just to confirm something, but yeah, I think 86, 87 were really years where robots were very popular because you have Chopping Mall, you have Short Circuit, you also have the movie Space Camp. Which came out in '86, mm-hmm. which had the the popular little robot Jinx in that, and then in '87 you have RoboCop. Okay, so we yep. were all over the robot things, lovable so. and scary, and everything in between for robots. This uh, when this came out, but yeah, and I, I agree. I think this is very similar to kind of what Charles Band does, um, or what the Asylum does today with films. Um, yeah. That film the, production company. This also has some just like incredibly good. And I'm only going to be able to come up with one because I wrote it down. But some really great, like, quotable, super B-movie, like, cheesy lines in it. Um, one of them I wrote down is, I believe when they arm themselves with guns for the first time, they say something along the lines of, let's send the let's send these uh, whatevers a Rambo-gram. Yeah. Which is... Um, the Rambo-gram. Yeah, just a really great one. Uh, full of stuff like that. I wish I would have written a few more down. Um honestly go you know watch the movie it's worth it it's about 80 minutes nice tight little uh drags a little bit getting into it but you know once once the uh <laughs> the chopping quote unquote starts it's uh yeah it's it's a fun ride it's uh i think you know one of the reasons i never bothered picking this up before is you know we, we talked a little bit about how the cover art of that video cassette and you know it was like this robotic hand look kind of like dr claw from uh from Inspector yep. Gadget, you know, holding a, a a shopping bag full of body parts and stuff like that, and that's really not anything to do with the movie. It, it's you know, it's these murderous Johnny Five looking robots zipping around the mall using yeah. plasma torches and lasers. It, it it's really not 
like that. So I don't know. I think that was just not that it turned me off like, oh, I won't like that, but it just never interested me. I think if somebody actually would have said, no, here's the basic plot of Chopping Mall, I probably would have picked it up much earlier. Because it's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's a it's a riot. I mean, it's this is I one mean, of those movies if you got if you know people that really like kind of the, the cheesy low budget eighties horror, this is when you get a group together in a case of beer. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um I think I always thought it was I mean, like you were just saying, I think I always just assumed this was a slasher. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way it was marketed, the and when it was made, and just kind of the artwork, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what I thought. It was a one-off slasher movie that wasn't you know popular enough to have ten sequels like a lot of them. Um, so yeah, maybe that was a bit of a misstep. As much as I really do love the cover art, it doesn't really tell you. Yeah, it doesn't really tell you exactly what's going on in the movie, and the art's a little misleading. It looks more like, you know, like you said, Dr. Claw, not like the actual robots appear in the film. So Right. Yeah. I but, mean, it's it's incredible to think that this film was written in about 24 hours. But yeah, that doesn't yeah, really, well, you know. I mean, I it's, it's not that big like of a Like I said, surprise. it's not high concept. No. <laughs> it's not a, no. It's not an art. It's not like high art, but it's, uh, it's not boring either. It's a lot of fun. And I think the special effects work, and I think the... I don't know. It's gonna keep. It, it's funny. It's gonna keep you laughing throughout. So, um, I don't know. It's it's one that I like quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of, of my favorite it. moments. Another one I wrote down. A favorite moment, and um, like the last charge of. Okay, so they're the married couple in there. Um, I'm. There's like John, somebody in Linda. I don't remember his name now. Um, but anyway, one of the couples of quote-unquote teenagers in there are like a young married couple i I think they're supposed to be a little older because i think they're the ones that buy the beer Mm -hmm. but um he his wife is killed by one of the robots and his reaction to it like from the actor is priceless it's this really really canned like no and then he jumps on this like little scooter (laughs) a golf cart yeah and like almost falls off of it and like it just like you could tell they had like one take to get it and the actor just really really didn't do a good job of selling it and they're just like oh well i guess that's as good as it gets (laughs) let's move on but it's uh yeah it's it's a really really weak like uh, yeah. reaction to it. Him, it, it just it was yeah, a bit of a character... pity because they're the only likable characters in the entire movie but yeah rick and linda rick and linda rick, yeah. linda rick, dies okay, yeah. and then uh yeah rick does the no and he rams it with a golf cart <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. like... and it's just so like slow and like not dramatic like i don't know it's it's it is unintentionally hilarious <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> well yeah it, it, this is another one too that i think this era of films has a lot of this where it's like every scene you're going wait don't don't do that you know, which I hate it when you're in a movie and people are doing that shit. Like, why are you going here? Run run the other way. But this one, yeah. you, you can't help it. You're like, no, that was a stupid move. You kind of deserve what you just got there. That was... Yeah, I mean, honestly, they could have... All of them could still be alive if they would have just, like, shut up and stayed in a small room and not done anything and waited till morning. Most yep. likely those robots wouldn't have messed with them at all. So... Yeah, well, I mean, here's another one where, like, you know, a cell phone would have changed the entire film. Just call yeah, out and right. say, "Yeah, the robots are killing everybody. You should probably get here." Yeah. You know, but well, I mean, in you know, 1986, not an option, and the r- robots cut the phone lines. So yeah, yeah. 
Cell phone I mean, changes everything. I, I also have a lot of fun with these kind of movies, just looking at the, you know, from from a nostalgic perspective, just like, oh god, I remember that. Like, there's a, a scene when when one of the guys goes to get his girlfriend a pack of cigarettes out of a machine. I'm like, holy shit, I remember cigarette machines. Oh yeah. You know, you pull the little thing out and the pack slides out. I remember those um, being something in, you being don't in, even think of as yeah. a thing anymore. But yeah, I remember, I remember those being in grocery stores and in bars and in restaurants and gas stations. And like and everywhere, right? Yeah, like in, almost everywhere had a cigarette machine for some reason. In shopping malls and, you know. <laughs> yeah. I also remember like being underage and trying to buy cigarettes out of those things. In the few places mm-hmm. in our hometown that still had them. Except, you know, it's one thing when... You could go in and you know get a pack of cigarettes and buy them and then sneak out. But if you walked into a bar or into a restaurant or somewhere where we had one of these, and you had to put quarters into it, and it's just that clink, yeah. clink, clink, clink. I was going to say, and by the time we were old enough to be doing this, we were yeah. teenagers. Yeah. Like cigarettes cost a substantial amount of money. It wasn't like fifty cents or something. Like you had to put like eighteen quarters yeah. into this thing. Yeah, like, you're you're gonna get caught. You're gonna get <laughs> yeah, caught exactly. And you did, but it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was just kind of fun, like I said, the nostalgia of that kind of stuff. Like, oh god, I remember, yeah. I remember those. Well, I remember the, I mean, just the shopping mall itself, like the design and the the way it was laid out, and I just, I remember shopping malls looking looking like that. And you know what? Honestly, they probably still do, to a certain extent. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it looks like the '80s to me, like the little bit I can remember of it. Yeah, and really, that's pro- my memory is probably a little bit more from the early '90s, but still kind of the same thing, you know. Like, um, it looks like my childhood, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I remember some of the fashions. I definitely remember the hair. I had some older cousins yeah. that I remember having that hair. You know? Yep. I mean, uh, there's definitely what um, one of the characters here is pretty much has a mullet, like a cool mullet from back then. Yeah, actually, and God, he looked. What's his name? He he's one of the. A real, yeah, he's the one who gets killed at the cigarette machine, and yeah, yeah. I, uh, God, he looks so familiar too. Um, like I, he I, has I, been in other things, and I can't remember what I've seen him in. I looked at some of his filmography, and it's and nothing was ringing a bell, but I know I've seen him in something, probably something around this era. Yeah. I don't know, but great mullet. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, this was, and and I think so. We we should. I, you know, it's always fun when we review these kind of Vesteron films because they, they all have this charm to them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe it's, you know, kind of what we set up the podcast to do is, was kind of rediscover some of these kind of films, um, you know, and, and this one, it's, it, it goes off the rails completely. And, uh, you know, I, I, so I recommend people watch it, but just know what you're getting into because it's, uh, it's, this is completely ridiculous. But it's yep. absolutely hilarious. What so. would you? Where would you land on a letter letter grade on? This I mean, I, I I'm not gonna blow smoke here. It's a C because it's, it's <laughs> shopping mall. But it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a C because the dialogue is is very forced and you know the the golf cart scene. Oh, and by the way, yeah, Rick after he rams it into a golf cart, he gets electrocuted and dies. So it's <laughs> yes. just like. This uh, in the in the worst charge yeah. since since General Custer. Yeah, Rick, exactly. Rick, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> this this is one where you know it's not taking itself seriously. You shouldn't either. It's a lot of fun. What about you? Um, I would say this is a a B, a B minus maybe. It's it's definitely got some dated elements. Um, 
something I obviously loved as a teenager, which is a little weird thing to say, but hey, it's true. Um, I'm a little different about, or it, I have a little different opinion about like gratuitous nudity for no reason sometimes in movies now. I yep. don't know. It's just modernity, I think. Like, I don't necessarily, I'm not offended by it. I'm not, like, I have. I have no problem with there being a sexual nature to films, especially R-rated films. It doesn't it doesn't really bug me. It's just like, okay, well, it, it just seems so, like, forced at times. So there's a couple of moments in this movie where it's just, like, literally, like, let's just wiggle some boobs yeah. on the, you know, like, close-up in yeah. the camera and yeah. for no apparent reason. And yeah, here's a girl cool, walking whatever. walking through the mall in but, her underwear, and let's just get a close-up of her ass the entire time. It's Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. I, and I understand, like it. I understand why that's there. I mean, to a certain extent, in entertainment, that stuff still exists. Um, that doesn't do much to elevate something. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't make me give something a worse grade uh, necessarily. I don't even think it's overtly sexist in nature. It's just what it is. It's it's selling things based on sex itself or sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, people do, especially teens, do go see movies because of those things. It's it's. I mean, I think that's a fact of the world, and it's not going to change anytime soon. I think people are doing it a little more intelligently now and actually have some sense of sensuality to, to some of the sex in movies and whatever, but let, that's a you could do ten shows on, on sex and cinema. Yeah, because sure. actually, I've, I've like, noticed lately, since we've been going back and watching movies from the 80s and 90s, uh, mostly for the show, and then trying to keep up with, with more modern films as well, just for my own interest, um, you don't see it as much anymore you know like there there used I, to be in so many films there's like not something like this but there's film you know that have the the love scene right mm-hmm. and there's there's music and lighting and all that um you know earlier on you know months ago we reviewed american werewolf in london the 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 sex scene in that movie you know that type of thing yeah. is very much in place in that era of film that's kind of yeah. gone away right it's, I think that I actually that that film's got a, a love scene that is done tastefully. I don't think there's anything. No, no, I'm not uh, saying there was anything wrong with them being there. I'm also not saying there's anything wrong with the fact that we don't see them much anymore. But just pointing out that we don't really yeah. see that I, in film as much. I actually don't think I agree with like well not necessarily agree, but I I, I actually think there is more nudity now in things than there has ever been. There is less super sexualized nudity yeah and there is less like gratuitous nudity like it's not just like it's not there specifically to titillate the 15 year old boys that have sneaked into the movie theater or whatever you know mm-hmm. it's there you know it, it's there for a purpose it's telling a story it's developing a relationship or you know if it is there to titillate i mean let's be honest that that stuff exists uh it's it's done with a little more i don't know class and thought put into like what <laughs> you know what a situation like that is actually um, done, but yeah, right. I think we actually we're actually in an era where we're we're dealing with sex in a more realistic manner. It's not such so much a, you know. Well, I just remember anyway, like the first time we're... it was brought up to me, like you don't this, you you know this this these two characters are are having sex, but you don't need to see it, you know. So I agree. There's still plenty of nudity in films, but like as far mm-hmm. as like having that scene where now the two characters are going to have sex, you don't see that as much the way that they used to. Like, I remember the movie Wolf with Jack Nicholson. There's yeah. a scene where he and his wife are flirting with each other and she kind of undoes her robe and then the camera pans away and it pans back and they're done. You don't see any of it. And that kind of thing, I, I remember 
actually watching that with my dad and him even going, yeah, that's great. You know, they didn't have to show it. Um, <laughs> and, and I feel like that's kind of the norm now is that they don't, you don't have those scenes where, you know, you have Van Morrison music playing and there's dim lighting and then there's a curtain fluttering and all that stuff. You don't see that you as have, much. Like, the, the same, like, montage of, like, skin on skin. Yeah, and, like, you there's don't... a nipple here and there's a something there and there's... Yeah. Yeah, you don't see you don't see that as much anymore, and I'm not saying good or bad. Just pointing out that that seems to be something from a bygone era. Um, the 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 use of nudity in this is definitely gratuitous. It's it's oh yeah, it's I mean it's there it's there for and, the for the teenage boys. Yeah. I mean for certainly. Um, I and again like it's I feel bad even kind of bringing it up because I'm not offended by it per se. Like in its time, like. If if I'm making a movie today, am I gonna make the decision to do that? Probably not, unless it's I don't know. It would have to be really, really critical to the style or what I was going for, which mm-hmm. would like, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd make that decision now, but whatever. It's it is what it is. I I, I just feel like it's so obviously gratuitous when you go back and watch it now. Oh so. yeah, well, and 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 I'd say just this movie as a whole. Um, it's it's very dated in in a lot of things, right? It's dated in the fact that it takes place in a mall dates it. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, yeah. if this movie were remade today and it'd be in a mall, it'd be like, well, you shouldn't have gone to the mall because you know it's a shithole because all malls are shitholes now. Yeah, who so, goes to the mall? <laughs> who goes to the mall anymore? But you can't have killer robots. Well, you know, what I was gonna say you can't have killer robots when you're shopping on Amazon, but you can. Because I was say, I mean, the yeah. drones, you know, yeah, maybe that's going to be the the update to shop to chopping mall would be uh, killer Amazon drones come to your house and give you your package and then kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, certainly you could uh, you could write something similar to that for sure. Yeah. So, but but uh, um, well, just just for for interest, just because it's interesting, I wanted to point out that I was checking out like Rotten Tomato scores on this and this film currently holds a 63% fresh rating on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, it isn't just people that are, you know, nostalgic video store dweebs like us that are enjoying this stuff. There are eight reviews that they that they use to create that average, and five of them rated this film fresh. So there's obviously something going on in here that's fun for everyone, not just for, you know... Um, Hmm. nerds or uh yeah horror aficionados or whatever you would want to call that people. actually is oh surprising God. to me that it has that kind of a is, reception yeah. that's pretty cool though i mean it... that is the out of the three films that we did in this like block of recording it is the worst reviewed film which means we reviewed three fresh films uh invasion of the body snatchers is in the 80s very high Phenomenon uh, is a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, and Chopping Mall at 63. So anyway, just th- I just thought that was interesting. Really, I don't put a whole lot of weight into what Rotten Tomatoes. It's just an averaging. Yeah. You know, whatever. I think but, people talk about it like it's too important often. But anyway, so that's uh, should probably close this up. We're getting off on yeah, tangents and. But- that tends to happen when we get to the end of a large recording block like this. For yeah, but I will say so. We've got some fun stuff coming up. We're we've got our Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Forgotten Franchise episode that we're going to be doing for Christmas. This will be fun. As we mentioned before, we're both 
flying blind on that one because we've seen none of them before. We've seen none yeah, of the Silent no, Night, I, Night I films. actually did. I just started watching the first one. I haven't even made it all the way through it, but it's my first time so on any of them, and I'm going to watch the whole series. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Did, did we did we decide if we're watching the remake? Yes. Okay. Yes, we decided, and yes, we are. All right. At least I think that's where we yeah. were at. I, yeah. And then that brings us then to the be, the beginning of the new year for 2019. We're going to be doing a whole mixed bag of films. We're not actually just going to be doing sci-fi horror. We've got some really off-the-wall comedies, some uh, TV dramas, some of which kind of horror dramas, and mm -hmm. some kind of weird action films as well, as well as some fantasy. So we've got yeah. a whole mix of things to bring to you guys. fantasy, Japanese cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 90s comedies yeah we're we got a lot of cool stuff coming up and it's a little I, I feel like um we do and this is just our taste i think but we do tend to get a little atonal mm -hmm. and i think we've done a good job and then pat myself on the back a little more um i think we've we've thrown quite a bit of variety into the early part of next year so it'll be cool and also something i'm super excited about is we are gonna have some not only guest hosts but a couple of um guests on the show that uh we could actually uh sit and talk about some of their work and uh i i i can't say yet because it hasn't been some, you know uh set in stone but um really looking forward to some of the opportunities we're going to have to sit down and talk with actual you know filmmakers and people Absolutely. that are working in the industry um so that's exciting um yep yep can't wait for that <laughs> so well i guess the next time you hear from us will be when we talk about silent night deadly night so yes, so we those, will see you at Christmas. Yeah, time. get those Halloween, those Halloween, the holiday decorations up, Which, and uh, <laughs> get ready for this one. That's going to be a fun episode. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, we'll see. By the yeah. time I get through all of these films, there's six of these things. So yeah, we might, we might, we might be a short episode. <laughs> so, but no, never well, a short episode. No. We don't do, we don't do short episodes. No. No. But I do want to thank everybody for tuning in as usual. Uh, Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and email and let us know what you think. Uh, have you seen Chopping Mall? What do you think of it? And uh, are there any other Vestron films that, that you're big fans of that you think we should uh, also throw in here? It's somewhere on the schedule for the upcoming year. So please feel free to drop us a line and also feel free to join the Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook group. Um, I'm trying to get a little bit more discussions going on there and just knowing what people think of the uh, of the show, have any suggestions, ideas, feedback, we're welcome to all of it, as long as it's positive. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we'd love to hear from you. Any, any, any feedback is good feedback, and uh, I'd love to know what you guys think. You guys want to shoot us your review of any of the films that we cover on, on the podcast, and uh, I would be happy to read your review online, and we will... Uh, or on, online, read your review on the show, and uh, yeah, we basically, if you uh, take the time to write it, I will take the time to read it, or one of us will, and uh, yeah, we'd just like to um, get a little bit of discussion going with everyone out there, so yeah, that's all, yeah, all I got for today. All right, well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. This is the Video Junkyard Podcast, and I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. Have a good night. Bye, everyone. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.
you just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>